everybody. Welcome to episode 58 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Yeah, I decided today I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you some of my poetry. Which, to be honest, is a little bit a little bit frightening for me. You know, I've been kind of like writing these odd poems occasionally. Um, often, actually, it's in more like bursts. You know, I I have a life experience or meet somebody or see something that that sort of triggers or, you know, I guess you'd say inspires me. And I'd be, frankly, I'd be withholding the truth if I didn't tell you that quite a few of these poems were inspired by one woman in particular. You know, without giving away the details, let's just say that a couple years ago I I fell in love really, really hard. And it was uh, it was the kind of thing where just just didn't work, you know, not at the time. So you know, it took me a long time to sort of work through those emotions of uh, you know feeling a bit lost, a bit. Just, just a bit, not even a bit, but a, a lot upset, you know, like that, that feeling of ultimate connection and being, being kind of severed, although I'm not sure if severed is the right word, you know, it's like people, people can become quite enmeshed. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just, it just is. So you know, some of these poems will, will be about that. And I think it's, you know, a lot of it's stuff that most of us have felt or feel. And I can't say for certain, but I'll speak for myself here. So. Now, I'm not going to start you off with a heartbreak poem. I'm going to start you off with a nature poem. But, you know, I guess I guess I'll wrap up this intro just by saying that you know, I am sort of going to dedicate this episode to I don't even know what to call her. To the woman I loved most. We'll say that. 
and I do. I still, you know, every woman I've ever fallen in love with to any degree, I'd say I still am in love with, you know, like to, to some extent. And I don't know if that's universal to, to all men. Um, but I guess that's just because I've really been lucky and I've, I've been able to connect with and, and get to know some really incredible women, you know, a couple, you know, two or three that really just taught me a lot. So I am a lucky man in that regard, but in any event, here's one, you know, a lot of these have no title, so I'm just going to read them and, you know, it might be a bit stream of consciousness from here on out. I'm not sure if I'll separate the poems or if I'll just let one kind of blend into the other, but here we go. I sit in a shady holler under an overhanging stone, not quite a cave, but a shelter nonetheless. Eyes closed with my back against a cherry tree. I listen to the wind blow across the treetops. I hear the rustle of dry leaves. A storm is brewing. Electricity is building. I open my eyes to see a technicolor shower of golds, reds, oranges, maroons, and even or and the ever underappreciated brown. I take note of the uniqueness of each leaf's trajectory as it falls to its final resting place, some plummeting like a stone, some floating on an invisible cushion of air, some performing a series of acrobatic flips, spirals, reversals, barrel rolls, and corkscrews, some behaving like a helicopter, spiraling with gentle grace, or a glider taking all the time it can to fly before it must inevitably land while others appear manic in their descent, chaotic and irrational like a wounded animal, or violently precise like a bullet from a rifle. Oaks and beech leaves seem to be more predictable, more patterned in their flight, while maple leaves do anything they like, their tips curled and misshapen by the forces of autumn. The small valley is like a place outside of time, seems immune to the winds above, providing the perfect stage for the performers to shine. It seems to me a celebration, one of a job well done, and the coming season of rest. While the leaf may die, the tree lives on. A leaf feeds the, the forest in life and in death. A maple leaf lands on my thigh, so I inspect it closely its tie-dye pattern, seeing it shift from brown to cherry red to burnt orange to salty piss yellow. I press the leaf between the pages of my book, slide the book in my bag and shoulder it, and proceed down the trail, back into the world of time, <clears throat> already dreaming of the next time I'll be in that shady holler, or perhaps another. I'm sure you've seen the leaves fall, but have you ever really watched them? Are we too concerned with having the best 
Will we ever give it a rest? When there's nothing left to ingest, I think we'll all become enmeshed. I did my best not to let on too early. Tried to act strong, tried to act tough and burly. But then we danced and I fucking felt squirrely. If we don't ever leave this dance floor, that'd be just fine. We've both felt pain and we've both felt pleasure. Let's not spare each other either. Because it's our privilege to explore one another. And I won't take no excuses. Give the honest truth. Got a belly full of butterflies and they won't quit flapping. Because the look in her eyes says something's gonna happen. She pulls me in close and our feet start tapping. If we don't ever leave this dance floor, that'd be just fine. <clears throat> we've both felt pain and we've both felt pleasure, so let's not spare each other either. Because it's our duty to explore one another. I won't take no excuses. Give the honest truth. So we touch, move, hold, smell each other's scent, and keep going till our energy's all spent. We let tensions build till we can't take it. And if we don't ever leave this dance floor, that'd be just fine. We've both felt pleasure and we've both felt pain. Let's not spare each other either. Because it's our duty to explore one another. Won't take no excuses. Give the honest truth. So if you need a moment to do a little thinking, I'll hang nearby and do some drinking. And when you're ready, we could resort to speaking. But if we don't ever leave this dance floor, that'd be just fine. This one's called, If I Was a Real Cowboy. If I was a real cowboy, I'd ride across the land. If I was a real cowboy, I'd never have a plan. I'd ride through the wild, always bound to roam. I'd always have a fire and never feel alone. If I was a real cowboy, I'd ride an old cayuse. If I was a real cowboy, I'd play it fast and loose. If I was a real cowboy, you'd still be on my mind. If I was a real cowboy, I'd wonder all the time. I think, I, I think and wish and think some more of how I always knew. I should have loved you better. There ain't no one like you. I'd drink and I'd smoke. I'd gamble and curse. I'd fart and burp and spit and much worse. If some fella crossed me, I'd always stand firm. He'd learn to never cross a stranger or risk being food for worms. If I was a real cowboy, I'd have or I'd never have to call. If I was a real cowboy, I'd have no one at all. But baby, I'm not a cowboy. And I stay with you till death. We'll have our own adventure until our dying breath. The Gloaming Hour 
When time slows and energies rise under purple clouds and changing skies. At peace while adrift, unsteady at port. I think of a home so close and yet so far. You say, wait, I don't know why. The time's not right, but why not try? We could wait for the stars to align, but they may never. My heart sings and weeps, will it last or will I sink? You want to be on your own? And trust me, that's a lonely road. I've been walking it since the day you said no. Expectations. Unavoidable thoughts. Rarely fulfilled. Only by attaining full attention, presence, mindfulness, peace, can we be expectation-free. I reserve the right. I reserve the right to say what I must say, to speak my mind, what I feel is right. I reserve the right to tell you to stop, to breathe, to dance with me and feel the cool breeze. You tell me to step back, and I do. I do my best not to defy you. My mind runs a mile a minute and keeps chasing you while I try to slow the momentum. Like hiking downhill under a full load, when it seems easier, more fun, and more dangerous to run. Like a bud ready to bloom, potential energy fills the room, and I can't hold my tongue. A love like this can't be ignored, or it'll go amiss. It's like pressure, babe. Just let it hiss. I feel it building up, backing up, increasing until the moment of release when the words come out on their own. As cheesy as they sound, I love you, I say clearly. I want to make, to do, to create. You say just be. I want our time to be now, but you seem to know how things ought to be. So I'll trust your lead, but don't forget my plea for the simple right to speak. Tell me quit, tell me quiet, but I will not cease, at least not until I have said my piece. You're the one in my heart. This didn't start yesterday. So let me stay today and perhaps again tomorrow. I do have seeds to sow, places to go, but promise, but I promise, babe, my heart found its home. I may be a mess, and you so proper. Together, however, we are something to behold. We can show them all the meaning of living and make them ask themselves what we've got that they're missing. See, you aren't typical, and neither am I. If life is a pie, I want the biggest slice. A boring life won't suffice. Old-timers all say it's not the things you've done that you'll regret. It's the things you wish you had done 
but didn't. You're correct. We each have business yet to attend to. Our time in the sun has only begun, but it'll go fast. See, if it weren't for you, I would be fine, never worrying about distance, space, or time. We walked away once. Does this make twice? How much time should we sacrifice? This is my urgency as the days tick on. Each day without you is forever gone. You fell back into my life and I looked in your face. I dared you to take me in, but you didn't have the space. Remember what I said, you asked. I respond, yes, not now, in time. While secretly asking myself why. See, waiting ain't my style, but I will if I must, for in this love I do trust. I admit it, I went too far. You're like a lightning bug, and I tried to be the jar. Instead of blinking my light, hoping you'd fly by my side. We are both flawed, and so is this romance. While perfect moments are rare with you, it's just in a glance. That's why for now, all that I ask is for the privilege to be a part of your life while reserving the right to speak my mind. This one's called, well, I can't decide, either conflicting thoughts or verbal ammunition. I like both names. So here we go. I am capable of having conflicting thoughts. Verbal ammunition is fired across the battlefield of my mind. The only means to a final resolution is war. One idea attempts to destroy the other, as logic would have me believe they cannot coexist. But logic is flawed. The difference between duality and dichotomy is difficult to explain. You might say duality is about equal and opposite which are in fact one and the same, while dichotomy, more logically, is about separation. So which is correct? The words thunder in my head like artillery cannons hurtling massive weights to and fro. But to what end? Resolution? Perhaps that is foolish. Perhaps there is no such thing. Perhaps the only casualty in war is peace. Perhaps though, the war of thought is necessary. Perhaps to kill a bad idea, you must first arm yourself with a better one and operate without mercy for the weaker thought. Perhaps. Now this next one's gonna be a little weird. I don't know about weird, but definitely stream of consciousness. I'm not sure how it's going to sound, but I titled it, I titled it Parks. Wilderness protection, access, understanding, education, interpretation, draw your own conclusions. 
Industrial farming is modern sharecropping. Capitalism is ecology. Scarcity and competition, abundance and cooperation. Are fairness and anarchy the same thing? The national parks and John Muir, the soul of other creatures, the necessity of wilderness, John Muir, soil, false dichotomy in politics, collectivism versus individualism is the duality at the heart, but we need a balance of both. Creative destruction, volcanoes, hurricanes, tornadoes, the how would we's of anarchy. If we tear it apart, we can put it together in a better way. Transcendentalism, Henry David Thoreau, emotional manipulation without awareness, fair, relation, fair relationships. Why does Thanksgiving turn contentious? Because of alcohol? Politics? Unchecked bias? Multi-generational households, how do we treat our elders? Stock up on verbal ammunition. Did we need this disturbance? Irrelevant, let's use it. Never let a good disaster go to waste. Repair relationships or don't. Quit your job or don't. Nothing but right now. Try not to worry about what you can't affect. It's why I've been hasty, because I know I can have an effect right now. You can be patient or not. Chronic stress. Feeling the pain of others is natural. Let it in, but only as much as you can allow. Someone else might need you, specifically you. Be ready for them. Stop just looking at the phone and start using it for good. Wield it like a sword. Things we can do to lose ourselves. Listing. Processing idea clouds, mind maps, etc. Considering crucial factors, action, inaction, and observation, positive, negative, and neutral chi, doing nothing versus waiting, chanting, long-angle vision, strategizing, hearing your own thoughts, ecology, permaculture, anarchy, the artificial versus natural, capture and store energy, culture versus community, radical versus extreme, self-destructive tendencies, mental, physical, and cultural illness, fasting, personal limits, playing with people versus playing people, making demands versus asking, neither are wrong, it just depends. It depends. That answers a lot. If they weren't playing nice, how could we? They just needed to ask nice. Because now we're quite demanding, aren't we? Circles. Concentric circles. Shifting concern from what you know to who you know. Get active physically outdoors. Ecology. Get involved. 
advice, confront self-medication, be honest, expose yourself if you dare, be persuasive but fair, be available but elusive, being lukewarm is okay but not for long, don't be boiling hot, being cool is best, get sleep, eat, even when fasting, drink more water, Love your pets because they do it no matter what. Love yourself no matter what. Love life no matter what. Love hurts. Never believe anything fully true or fully false. Don't take my word for it. Am I a believer in Christ? Fuck yeah. But I still want to have sex with women. Like some women, not one forever. You can say these things. Think for yourself. No more shame in the church. My point. Natural behavior isn't sin, but coercion and force almost always are. Awkwardness is the opposite of natural. Nothing is to be fully believed or disbelieved except hate. Passively stop hating. Actively start loving. Write again with pencil, pen, or spray paint. Group action slash decisions versus the individual. Radical interconnection, radical interdependence. Thought is the first and last step. Stay practical. Be a chameleon, not a jackrabbit. Blend in. Show different sides at different times, but never try to be anything you aren't. Don't show it if you don't have it. The battle has gone from the urban streets to the suburban mind. Let's see what happens next. Pick up the torch. This is a sprint, but don't worry, it's a relay. You aren't alone, but you may have to run by yourself. There are many more right answers. Life isn't multiple choice, it's infinite choice. Decentralize everything. We should be free. All right, this one's another kind of cowboy poem. I want to join a country band and hit the open road. Say goodbye to all these troubles that I've known. I've got scores to settle and fences to mend and a couple of debts to settle in bend. But I'll keep telling myself I can leave any time I choose. The only thing stopping me is this bottle of booze. Now, I'm not a drunk. I'm just a drinker. I gave it up once and became a thinker. I shared a few thoughts that nobody liked, even seemed to cause one or two fights. All that said, I ain't all that bad. You remember that one day we had on the beach of the old Erie Lake with your sister and your best friend, Jake? I can't remember a day better than that, where we did everything and didn't look back. We swam and we danced and we played cards and catch and stretched in the sun and took a short nap. That day felt like it would never end. But I blink and two years later, my heart's still on the mend. I might not be the man you were looking for, but I'm more of a man than any before. 
but not yet ready, not fully realized. I was only half the man you need by your side. So off I went to find the rest. Keep moving forward till I'm at my best. I won't try to change what's happened already, but if you ever come back, I'll try to be ready. Now this next one, I'll give you just a touch of backstory. I met this fella on the sidewalk one night out in front of the Bluebird nightclub in Bloomington, Indiana. You know, classic music venue. And I'm not even sure I could tell you who I was seeing there that night, but I got the feeling it was a bluegrass concert. And I was out on the sidewalk having a smoke and got chatting with this guy. and It was just a fascinating interaction, so I wrote this poem. Sometimes you meet people who just get it. They look you in the eye, and you look in theirs. You talk about everything and nothing all at once. You shoot the shit, and you use your wit to solve the thing yourselves. You could talk for hours, but after two or three cigarettes, it has all been said. Brothers of the soul, friends for the minute. We talk about the happenings and our thoughts on them. We talk about how no one else seems to know that the big secret is there ain't no secret. We met one another at face value. Why can't others do the same? Let's dance with each other in conversation or otherwise. Let's live together for this moment and it may stretch for eternity. This one is called Crisis of Masculinity. It goes each way, every way. Men, people don't know what to think. We men walk around with many man thoughts, many desires, dreams. The women, bless them, keep us grounded when we let them. If this doesn't ring true, shoot me. I have a woman who drives me crazy in the best way. I don't know what it is that makes me want to pick her up, throw me, o- throw her over my shoulder, and carry her to my cave above all others. To care for her and let her care for me. But I'm glad I feel this ancient feeling. Many people are afraid to admit we are apes. We are more complicated, you might say. Nah, not really. We want the smell of a familiar ape. We want purpose. We want a job to do, but more importantly, a reason to do it. I look around and I see confused monkeys trying to make more while missing it all. Grab someone. Sniff them. See if you like the smell. See if the words sound sweet in your ears. And if they do, take off your shoes and fuck each other. And scratch each other's backs. And groom and bathe and feed each other. 
Why agonize when you can orgasm? Let's be each other's cave person. The person you'd want to be with when the monsters move in the dark. The person who keeps you warm when cold winds blow by the cave's mouth. Your fellow ape. Ain't it funny how often the people you can be the maddest at are those who love you and understand you the most and who you love and understand the most in return? No, you're right. It ain't very funny. Anarchy is more about faith than it is about politics. It requires faith in your fellow man. My property includes my body and everything I've earned. Don't take mine and I won't take yours. I am no one special, but I am someone. And we are an ecosystem. It's not about loving every moment of your life. It's about loving every bit of yourself. It's not about happiness or comfort. It's about struggle and satisfaction. Happiness is fleeting, but satisfaction can be cultivated and sustained with work. Happiness is just a feeling. Satisfaction is a choice. Towing the line between inspiration and danger, thought and fantasy, rightness and self-righteousness. Trying to take a pile of nothing and create something trying to take a problem and turn it into a solution, trying to use the power I have always had. Sometimes you come to a moment like a punctuation mark in your life. It might be seeing someone or something for the first time in a while or the first time ever. And I mean seeing them when you are open to the energy of the environment. Sometimes it isn't even a moment. It's a thought, a whim, an epiphany. Sometimes the moment is a period. Sometimes a comma. Or an exclamation mark or a question mark. Today I had an ellipsis. I made a friend. We had never met, at least not in this life. Yet we immediately knew each other's entirety. Some people are fidgety, uncomfortable, and overcompensatory, myself included. I think this may be a modern affliction, a symptom of being dissatisfied and disappointed with ourselves and our environment. Perhaps it's more an issue with our environment than ourselves. Our environment, by which I mean immediate environment, is problematic. 
overstimulating and undernourishing, but we choose to be, or we choose it to be, even when we, ch- we could choose better. See, the problem with instant gratification is that it's too fast to escape for a moment at any given moment. Ain't fooling anyone but yourself. It's okay to be mad at the people you love. And it's okay to stay mad within reason. Don't wait for apologies withheld, but demand whatever understanding is necessary to reconcile. Perhaps finding forgiveness without needing to hear the word sorry. This one's called No One Else Compares. Tonight, again I tried to meet someone that came close. I wandered through town, bar to bar, looking in every face, at everybody else, wondering. I crossed the dance floor, looking for anyone that might catch my eye. Nobody does. Almost as if eye contact is contagious and no one wants to catch the truth. I see someone that remotely reminds me of you. When I say hi, she turns her back and walks away. She wasn't anything like what I thought. Someone else entirely from who I want. Come to think of it, she's the only one I've seen all night that looks half as good at her best as you at your worst. And again, I stand alone realizing all at once that I shouldn't be here. That I know of a home which after some work might be mine. That night I remember thinking, if it's really her, say so now. When I thought and sat with myself, I watched as you spun across my sight. I sat with a thought that I could make you mine if only I asked. If you're the one that drives me mad while the while those other girls had not even been able to keep my attention, perhaps I should have stayed quiet and let you go on not knowing that my heart was twisted up, not knowing if you wanted me the way I wanted you. Now I walk this street, missing the only one who has seen me for who I am. Well, give me some time to show you I ain't like the rest. I promise I won't disappoint you. I'll stand up to the test. Well, how do I show you strength when you are my greatest weakness? I'm paralyzed, plans unraveling, the destination now so clear, but the path unknown. What is poetry but to say more with less? No one warned me what real life was really all about. It's about thoughts, feelings, actions, consequences, and the consequential thoughts, feelings, and actions. Pretty simple if you think about it. So why didn't they warn me? Warn me that it wouldn't be anything until it was everything. Warn me that love and joy are closer to anxiety than 
to bliss. Warn me that most people walk blindly, think quietly, and live poorly. Warn me that sex is it. That we are capable of things that defy all explanation. Things that go beyond the physical and enter the ethereal. Why didn't they warn me that a crush could be so crushing? That a soul can be forgotten? That a memory can be manipulated? That a belief can be implanted? And that through a plant, a lost soul can be found once again? That seeking beauty is something... That seeking beauty is a skill that can be practiced. That you can give someone your energy for good or bad, and they can give you theirs. I simply never was told the truth. That even in my youth, I was old enough to be free. Free to play and dance and explore and experience the reality outside. All right, y'all, I think I'm just going to do two more. <clears throat> and I think they're, they're both kind of fun. So I thought they'd be a good place to end. All right. <clears throat> Got a tired old bike and a fucked up old truck. Yeah, they both run on love and luck. Flying down the road with the winds that blow. With food, gear, and bike in tow. Well, if I break down, I'll just grab my pack, set the truck ablaze, and never look back. Grab the bike, eyes to the sky, hoping I make it before my gas runs dry. No change in my pocket, not a dollar to my name. I blew every cent on booze and cocaine. Feels like I'm starting all anew. I burnt a hole in my pocket to try and impress you. And if I don't arrive to the place that I know, I'll just keep going, got nowhere else to go. What else do I need but a tent and a tarp, air in my lungs and a beat in my heart? When rains come and flood the world high, I'll just find some shelter and wait till it's dry. Listening to raindrops fall and leaves rustle, not worrying about that old hustle bustle. Boots on the pavement, pack on my back, thumb in the air, I ain't looking back. I don't know when this journey may end, but when I get there, I'll see an old friend. Says he's got a job on a boat pulling net. Says that he'll pay and has a trailer to rent. He said, come on up whenever you can. I know you're good at lending a hand. And don't feel bad if you decide to quit. I know how you wander. I'll be expecting it. Just know you're welcome to stay as you like. You can use my old barn to fix up that bike. Perhaps it's just the place you should be. Remind yourself how it feels to be free. You lived in the city too long to remember just how pretty it is at the end of September. Okay, old friend, you've said quite enough. I'll try to be there by the end of the month. I'll be there when the fate allows. It's always great to see you, old pal. To live in the woods and work on the water. 
like the old stories about my grandfather. I think it's time to return to my roots, pick up an axe and learn how to shoot. My dear friend, you never know, may even write my name in the snow. Hunt my own game and build my own fire, change my own oil and patch my own tires. I want to live by the sweat of my brow, get off the web and learn about Tao. Raise some chickens and maybe some ducks. Get me some rabbits and see how they fuck. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, last but not least. Now this one is just downright crass. Okay, let me find it. Alright, here it is. Now, I guess before I start, I should maybe say that this poem is by no means a true story, but there is a name that I use that just so happens to be an ex-girlfriend's name. And I, 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 you know, I kind of doubt she'll ever even hear this, but I just feel the need to clarify that this did not happen her name was Alice, went by Allie. She's a lovely woman. And, uh, you know, I just want to be clear that <laughs> this is all fiction, okay? But last poem of the episode here. <laughs> I haven't decided what to title it, but I'll just let it go. I've got a callus on my phallus from your liter. God damn it. I gotta start over. <laughs> this one I might I might have a you know a little bit of trouble. But we'll see. I've got a callus on my phallus from your little sister Alice. And it ain't gonna stop me yet. Oh, she's just so fine, and her taste is quite divine when I go down to have a snack. She's so short and fit, got a proper pair of tits. That she's named Eleanor and Rigby. The way she wears her shorts has me all out of sorts. Tonight at the county fair. The way she eats a turkey leg makes me want to heal and beg. Like a low down dirty dog I am. She's got me howling at the moon like Hank Williams used to do. Anytime that she ain't beside me. So when I bed her down tonight I'll be sure to do it right gotta work to keep that girl beside me I've learned from my mistakes now I never hesitate to slap my baby's little hiney <laughs> she turned me she'd turn at me at glare with a twinkle in her stare telling me that I've still got it now she's eating cotton candy giving me a quick handy in the bleachers at the rodeo under my 10-gallon hat, there's a hand around my bat, and it's the bottom of the ninth inning. Just three more strikes and I'm out. Gotta fight the urge to shout, fuck yes, sweet Alice, I'm crying. Tears of joy in my eye and a mess on my thigh. She's the one I always needed. She's an angel and a demon, and her brother's name is Steven. And we used to be good buddies. He tried to warn me off, and he did it with a scoff. Cause he knew what she does to men. She'll chew you up and spit you out. I don't have any doubt. But I just couldn't help myself. 
She's got what she needs to be the girl of my dreams, or maybe my nightmares. Yeah, I got a callus on my phallus from your little sister Alice. But it ain't gonna stop me yet. <laughs> All right, guys. I you know I hope you don't find that so uh, so crass as to be un unfunny. But I you know I wrote that one night just I was just in a funny kind of mood, you know. So, well, you know I hope this was I hope this was entertaining, and maybe like I don't know somewhat insightful. Um. But at the very least, you know, I just, I've never like put my poetry out there, at least not much. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of letting myself do it. And, uh, if you like it, let me know. You know, I would actually really appreciate to know if this is the sort of episode you'd, you'd like to see more of. Cause you know, I've probably only read you of, you know, maybe half of the poems that, that I could. So, and there's always going to be more coming, but if you did enjoy this, you know, what I'll ask you to do, this is your call to action. I want you to go to easypeasygardens.com and click on the tab that says the easy peasy podcast. And when that page comes up, you're going to see up in the top corner a little PayPal button. And if you're enjoying this show, you know, you just listened to my poetry. If you're still on the line here, you just listened to 50 minutes of poetry. You know, for free. And there ain't nothing wrong with free, but if you find that you're actually getting something out of this, you know, it'd be good for me to know it. I want this podcast to continue and I'd like it to be self-funded at the very least. Uh, if we're going to reach out to more people, we're going to need some some money. You know, if I'm going to travel and interview interesting folks, there needs to be money for that. You know, I've got a lot of friends scattered across the country and as much as I can interview some of them on Skype, I would much prefer to get out there and interview them in person. So if you wanna if you wanna help make that possible, just donate to our PayPal. You know, long term, I'm thinking we'll get set up with some crypto, um, you know, ways to donate that way. But for now, I just figured PayPal is simple. Let's get it going. Let's see if any money comes in. Um, you know, just for your guys's you know own sake, your own knowledge. If you're listening to this right now, you are among around 40 or 50 people who are listening to this episode, which, you know, is fitting given that it's episode 58. I'd like to think maybe there's just as many people listening as there are episodes, but you know, obviously that's not a huge number. So that's why I'm asking you to contribute. <laughs> You know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but anything would, would be help helpful and, uh, frankly, inspirational to know that you care about this show enough to, to make a financial contribution of any size would certainly put some wind in my sails to keep going. 
All right, y'all. I think that's all I got for you. You know, if you uh, want to comment on this episode, you could do that on easypeasygardens.com. You know, it'd be cool if maybe some some conversations started in the uh, in the old comments section. So, you know, I hate to say it like everyone else, but you know, make sure you subscribe, give us a good rating on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening. And, you know, if you would, donate and spread the word. You know, I'm, I'm doing this because I enjoy it, but also because I think, I think it might be a good show. It's the show that I want. And if you want it to, let's keep it going. All right, y'all. Thanks a lot. This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again.